Hello, this is Barthi and Haiti. We're your boozy brunch girlfriends and welcome to our podcast where we'll drink and discuss all the fun and random things that we're thinking about and experiencing in our lives. Our goal is to provoke new ideas, thoughts, and inspire you to have similar conversations with your girlfriends. Hi, everyone. This is Barty. Buddy, this is Haiti. <laughs> um, and today we are drinking... A close cousin. Bloody Maria! (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) No, it's okay. (laughs) Yeah, we're drinking a close cousin of the Bloody Mary named Bloody Maria. Because apparently I had no idea what a Bloody Maria was. Yeah, so we figured that this was like a perfect opportunity to um, drink a Bloody Maria. And we're still on our relationship series. So, you know, I think it it ties in. Goals with the theme, Yeah. (laughs) to what we're talking about and we're we're going to continue talking about friendships today so or you know friendships relationships but I think I think primarily friendships right I mean yeah I think primarily friendships but it could carry over into your um relationship with a significant other or familial yeah or familial yeah Mm. oh I bet from familial too (laughs) (laughs) Um, so how did you make your bloody Maria? So I went ahead and used a very similar recipe to what I used for the Bloody Mary, but I wanted to layer the flavors. So what I did was I, in a highball glass, right? Is that what they're called? Mm -hmm. The tall ones, highball Mm -hmm. glass filled it with ice. I did half a lemon on the bottom and then I did my Bloody Mary mix. I did like a splash of that. Mm -hmm. And then I divided my tequila and I did half a shot right on top of that. And then I did my other half a lemon and I did, I used that passion fruit hot sauce again. Okay. To give it like that fruity, yeah. Fruity sweetness. (laughs) Yes, exactly. Exactly. So I added like five to seven drops of that. And then I topped it off with more of my Bloody Mary mix. And then I added some salt, pepper, and tahini. Nice, nice. And then I just did a light stir because I wanted the, you know, like the flavors to be layered. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I like it. What did you do? Um, so very similar to the Bloody Maria. I did um, tomato juice. I didn't use a mix. I, I used tomato juice. I did a few dashes of the um, hot sauce, like just the regular Tabasco hot sauce. And I did a few dashes of the, I forget, I, I forget the brand name again. The chili but, lime. Yeah, but it's a chili lime hot sauce. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's basically tahini, but in liquid format. Um, <laughs> and then in, uh, then I also added a little bit of like salt pepper and tahini as well just to give it that little extra like tangy kick mm-hmm. um lemon lime the tequila and the proportions of the tequila to the tomato juice um it's two parts tomato juice one part tequila um i actually was a little heavy-handed with the tequila because it was almost out so i just wanted to finish off the bottle <laughs> um, <laughs> you were like just put it all in there yeah exactly it's okay yeah um this time I went a little bit extra with my garnish (laughs) 
I have a half a lime in here. I have, I don't know, like five olives. Oh, that straw is full. Yeah. Five olives and some gherkins. And I did a celery. Um, I wanted to do cucumber, but I just didn't have it. And I didn't have time to go get cucumber to, to do a cucumber spear. That's good. You garnish for the both of us because I forgot <laughs> again. <laughs> oh, well, I forgot to um, do the rim this time. But, oh, okay. yeah. I didn't do the rim either. Yeah. And I liked that a lot last time. The rim. The, the rim, salt and pepper rim. Yeah. The rim really like, I don't know, like it just there's something about the rim that just makes it so perfect. It adds to the um to the aesthetic too so I think when something looks nice you feel better about having it yeah there's something about that and I think also um there's if for those of you who have gone to restaurants and bars in the past um there's the experience of getting a drink at the bar or at a restaurant, you hear the ice going into the stir. You hear all of the ingredients going in um, and like the, the shaking, it, like there is something about that whole experience when they're making your drink. And I think the rim adds to that experience as well. Mm-hmm. Sure. So what are we talking about today? Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> whoa that's serious huh (laughs) no it's actually a really good conversation it's a really good topic I think it's something that's been on my mind for a couple of weeks um after I had a conversation with another friend of mine um I just got curious about how is like how is everybody doing in their with their relationships during the pandemic We've been hearing a lot about couples getting divorced um, or fighting more or Mm -hmm. friendships that have um, just drifted apart, not not for any real reason other than they're not seeing each other anymore or maybe something came up, right? Um, So I'm, I'm really curious about like how do relationships what happens in relationships during a pandemic or any other traumatic event? So this may be a traumatic event that occurs on a personal level or traumatic event that occurs in the country or in our case in the world. On a global, yep, yeah. on a global level. Um, I think it's interesting that you say, you know, that a lot of couples are getting divorced and mm-hmm. some people are fighting more. We are hearing a lot about, you know, increases in physical yeah. abuse um, in child abuse instances, because people are home more. Um, and it's really sad. It's terrible to hear. Um, but on the other side of that balance, there's also people whose relationships have been solidified through Mm, through, yes, the pandemic people who have gotten out of this with stronger, better relationships with their spouses, with Mm. with their children, with family members, with friends that, there were, they were already close with. Um, I think at the end of the day, traumatic events of all kinds, whether it's a personal 
uh, traumatic event, you know, like you get diagnosed with a major illness or you lose someone close to you or, you know, any, anything that's considered a major traumatic event is a defining moment for a relationship. I think it really determines the people that are going to be there for you through the tough shit. Yeah. Yeah. I remember like, um, and I've shared this with you, Haiti, like another friend of mine who shared with me that people left her, they weren't by her side when her brother passed away. This was years ago, but, um, and maybe it was just because people were uncomfortable with death at a young age. I, I don't, I don't know. Um, but you know, people left her side when her brother passed. And I found that so, I I was just so heartbroken for her that like, how could anyone leave you in such a, um, such a volatile time in your life? I know death can be, um, scary for people confusing Mm -hmm. as to like how to support someone that's going through the loss of a loved one um it 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 just reminded me of something what you said and now the thought escaped my mind but um trying to I'm trying to find the words because so something you said triggered a thought in me mm-hmm. and now it just kind of whoo, flew right out of my brain. Too much tequila in that yeah. blood in Maria. <laughs> <laughs> uh-uh. But, you know, it, it ties in with, you know, death and the way that people respond to um, people losing someone close to them. Yeah. And I'm sure in the case of your friend, maturity played into it. Like if her friends were young, not knowing how to deal with it, but also being the person on the receiving end of that, it teaches you about who is on your corner. Yeah. Who's truly on your corner because maturity level aside, you know, when not to bring it back to, to us, but we talked about this when we talked about our relationship, when my dad died, you were one of the people who was, who was closest to me. And I think that was one of the things that really solidified our friendship. Yeah. Yeah. I, you know, losing a parent, losing a sibling, like, I don't know, it's just so, it's such a heavy thing. Or losing a friend. I lost a friend at a very young age. I've actually lost two friends at very young ages. And um, and to me, it's like, if my if people weren't there for me at those times, like, absolutely, just like my, my other friend mentioned, you know, you go your separate ways after that. Mm-hmm. It, it has nothing to do with um, I don't like that person or anything like that. It's just when I needed you most, you walked out on me. I think that's the other, that's the other piece that was in my brain. It's not a matter of judgment. You're mm-hmm. not judging people for their mm-hmm. decisions. You're making a decision of what you are willing to accept or what you're looking for out of the people right. around you. Right. Right. Speaking about the pandemic more specifically, because 
I think I think it's true of traumatic events in general that they do define relationships. But I do think that the last few months have been a pretty unique situation that we have had a chance to sit still for a little bit and to be more introspective about our lives and about the people around us and and that a lot of question um, our moral standing to question the moral standing of the people around us. So is it strictly a matter of environment? Like, oh, we're not seeing each other anymore. So now the friendship has kind of faded. Mm -hmm. Or is it a matter of as a result of your response to some of the things happening in our world, mm -hmm. you're no longer someone I consider as um, you know, aligning with my same values. Right. And you're no longer someone that I want in my circle, in my corner. Right. And this is something that we've talked about before too. I think it was just last week when we were talking about uh, relationships with friends, you know, one of the reasons why relationships, regardless if it's a friend or a significant other or someone you're just dating, the reason why people choose to go two different pathways is like, values if you're not sharing those values right you're it's going to become so difficult to find common ground on just the basics you know mm -hmm. so if you don't believe like if you believe that the pandemic is a hoax and covid is a hoax um then you're going to you know then you're going to be at odds with that person yeah, yeah. Exactly. Because I mean, for me personally, somebody who believes the pandemic is a hoax or they don't need to wear a mask or I don't need to be around you mm -hmm. because exactly. I don't need to expose myself or my family or the people that I'm around whose immune systems may be compromised. I don't need to expose them to you. Exactly. Exactly. To that you expose yourself to. You know, so when you go to different paths in that way, it's going to become really difficult to have trust in that person anymore yeah and then how do you how do you come out of this and come come back together mm -hmm. or can you can you come back together I don't know like I honestly I don't know if you can um or or can't um Maybe after the pandemic is over, you know, and COVID is gone completely, which we don't even know if it ever will go away, right? <clears throat> Maybe. I don't know. You know, like, I, I honestly don't know. If it's very specifically about COVID, I don't know if you can come together. If it's something about, like, you went your different ways just because you didn't see eye to eye and one of you came to the realization years later or months later that like, you know, actually I was kind of wrong in that or, or and I admit my, my stance in that and what, what, it, what it caused in our relationship. I think you could work through that. Yeah. I think there can be healing if, yeah. if you're able to find, you know, common ground or if you're able to, to whether it's months down the line or years down the line, say, you know, back when this was happening, I, I recognized the stance I took was wrong. Right. You know? Right. Or I recognized the stance I took was not 
in alignment with, with my values. Right. You know, it made me think of something like you have to be open to hearing the harm that's been caused in the relationship. Um, so I'll give an example of, I gave an example last week of like where um, a high school friend of mine and I, we went our separate ways because there was just like such a huge disjoint of values. However, years later, if she came to me today, let's just say she calls me up to right now today. Um, and she's just like, Hey, you know what, Barthi, I messed up. And I realized what a jerk I was when I said those things or when I, when I imposed my beliefs on you or whatever, whatever, however she chooses to, to express herself. Right. Um, and I truly say she's done the work and her, and she's open to hearing how it made me feel. And like, we could really heal from that. I think it takes time, but I think it's totally doable, but there has to be some accountability like you have to be willing to say, this was my part in this. Mm-hmm. And this is how I created this issue in this relationship and how I caused you harm. And now I want to heal this. That has to be there. Yeah. I think there can be healing, but my, my other thought or my other question would be, do you think if too much time has elapsed, mm-hmm have you just missed out on too much of the relationship Mm -hmm. to reconnect? I think it's more about, um, you you won't be able to like go back to what it was. Right. Mm -hmm. Like I think it's going to be like, Oh, we have to start all over. Yeah. Cause it's different that let's just pretend, right? Like if I don't see you for a few months or now it's been a year and for some odd reason, we haven't spoken for like a few months. <laughs> I can easily pick up where we left off because mm-hmm. we've been actively in each other's lives for the course of decades. <laughs> <laughs> However, with, with that uh, friend of mine, for, for decades, we haven't been in our, in, in friendship. So it would be a new friendship. It would be a friendship of adult women. Yeah. So it would basically be healing to start a new friendship. Exactly. Not healing to go back to what we had, right. healing to start a new friendship. Absolutely. And to move forward from here. Yeah. And I think that's and, the key too. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. Sorry. No, no, no. I, I was just thinking, like, speaking of healing, it made me think of another point in reference to the pandemic. With everything that's gone on in the last few months, mm. we are all carrying so much. Oh, my you God. Know? Like yeah. The pandemic has affected people emotionally, financially. Mm-hmm. Some mm-hmm. people have lost, you know, family, friends. Yeah. Um, it has affected our ability to just carry on with our normal everyday life. Right. You know? So with all of that and the toll that it's taking on us personally, I think the other question is, are we even able to put into relationships 
what they require of us. Yeah. <laughs> Let's take it one step further. You know, A, I might not be able to give you what you need, but B, do we even know what you need? And C, are you even in the space and the mindset to receive right now? Mm-hmm. There is so much pain happening right now in the world between the pandemic and then there's um, a social justice uprising happening. Our political climate. Our political climate <laughs> is confusing <laughs> at the moment. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and so uh, when you're coming up against so much, if you're in the past, if your friendship was based on we go out for happy hour and or brunch or whatever, and it's surface, and then you know, along comes along comes COVID into into the scene. What happens from March till June? And then in comes um, a social justice movement, a much needed social justice movement. Mm-hmm. then what and then <laughs> then comes uh <laughs> sedition <laughs> is one way of putting it right in in you know january then what where does your relationship go from there so yeah. uh, you've now seen three really big major traumatic- events yeah traumatic events happening in the world that you don't control Mm -hmm. and if your relationship was surface and you didn't know the values that each of you had does that relationship last I I don't know I think that especially with surface relationships with you know co-workers that just hang out for a drink after work Mm -hmm. or people that didn't get to build on that or to get to know each other well enough to make a decision about whether you were somebody who I wanted to occupy a significant portion of my life. Mm -hmm. I don't think that those relationships are, I don't think they would last. I don't think they're, you know, I think those might be the people that you check in on occasionally and are like, Hey, Mm -hmm. you know, how are things going? How's the family? But yeah, unless you found common ground, right? Mm-hmm. Unless, like, yeah. you yes, know. unless, or or it could go the other way, where all of these things that surfaced actually made you see this person in a different light. Yeah, yeah, they sped up the dis- the dis- uh, destruction of the relationship. <laughs> <laughs> Not destruction, but you know what I mean. Like, like you you right dissolution yeah yeah dissolution or or the solid solidifying yeah Yeah. like let's just pretend you and i met in january and come march (laughs) you know or we're in a pandemic and we're all in shelter in place and we have a couple of zoom meetings and we let's just pretend we see eye to eye on the pandemic and then in June, we see eye to eye on in the social justice movement. And then again in January, we see <laughs> eye to eye on what's happening. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's going to create a bond here. Yeah. Right? 
However, if we don't agree on these things, or, you know, there's no commonality. And then it I, just creates that space for like, yeah. why you know, do I want this life? person in my life? Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know? Yeah. Outside of work meetings, do I want to go get a drink with them? No. no. <laughs> and that, I bet you it changes your dynamic. You even know. at work. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It will change your dynamic mm-hmm. even at work because now you know so yep. much about this person. Yeah. You're just like, yeah, now oh. it's going to be like, oh, I know more than I want it to. Yes. Yes. There are moments. Well, okay. So I go back. On the one hand, sometimes ignorance is really blissful. <laughs> On the other hand, um, I do want to know where you stand because then I know who who you are in my life. Um, I am grateful for some of the speeding up that has occurred in where relationships stand because we were forced to slow down during the pandemic. I think I agree with you. I think it's important because it will, it will give me a clear picture of, do I want to allow you space in my Mm -hmm. life? Exactly. Yeah. If we, if our, you know, values don't align, if we're not on the same page on such big issues, Mm -hmm. why do I, why would I allow you space in my life? Exactly. Exactly. Like if we don't, if we don't see eye to eye on, on things, then, you know, why, you know, why would I spend my time with you? Why would I spend my quality time with you? Yeah, no, exactly. Limited time. I was just going to say time is such a valued commodity, Mm -hmm. you know, like we have a lot of time and no time at all. Like we have 24 hours in a day, but if we waste all 24 of those hours, Mm -hmm that's 24 hours that we did nothing with. Right. That we're not going to get back. Exactly. And and that's the thing, like we talk, Brene Brown talks about this. And I think you and I have talked about this at one point, um, either recorded or not. (laughs) (laughs) This notion of being busy all the time. It's not cool to be busy all the time. You should be just chilling with your kids or the kids in your life. If you don't have your own children, you should want to spend time with the, your loved ones you shouldn't be running around like a headless chicken all the time but we have created this notion that being busy is the cool thing to be it's not that if every moment <laughs> of your time is occupied by something you know whatever that something is that it gives you I don't know a sense of importance or a sense of purpose yeah but is it a real sense of purpose no I remember at the beginning of the um at the beginning of the pandemic at the very beginning of shelter in place um there was like this there was a lot of this notion of if you didn't start that book or if you didn't start that project, if you didn't launch that business, you know, it, it was never, um, you're, you're late, like kind of getting to the notion of like, you're lazy. You, you were given all this oh, time right I remember now. Those posts. Yeah. Like if you didn't do all these things that you had been putting off. Yeah. Yeah. Then yeah. 
Exactly. And I definitely have a very different viewpoint on that. I thought that was very judgmental. I didn't like it. I didn't agree with it at all. And I felt like people are going through a traumatic event over and over and over every single day. I'm right there with you. I'm right there with you. And everybody processes things and information and traumatic events at a different Mm -hmm. speed. And everybody has different responses to it. And some people, you know, if you are one of those people that gets into the go, 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 and what can I get done? Like, hey, good for you. That's, that's great. That's your response. It doesn't make it okay for you to look down on people who don't. Yeah. And I think it's Toni Morrison who said that even resting, I'm totally like, um, I'm, I'm not saying the quote perfectly at all, but even rest is an act of, you know, social justice. And it is. That's, that's really funny that you say that. There's this group on Instagram. It's called Girl Trek. Uh, and their big focus is health and wellness for women of color. I follow just, the, you know, joy and health and wellness. I love that. It's like just living a joyful and healthy and active life as an act of social justice. Yeah. Um, another great. Um, account that I follow on Instagram, very similar is the NAP ministry. And they promote also just rest is something that we all need. And if your traumatic response is to go do things that that's great, that's yours. Some other people need to rest. And it's okay to rest. There is nothing wrong with resting. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, yeah rest away, absolutely. people. <laughs> <laughs> take care yes. of yourselves. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Take care of yourselves. And, you know, regardless of what shape or turn your relationships have taken, do take a minute and, and reach out to people and genuinely ask, how are you doing? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think even... Even at times when we feel like we're not able to give what they need, sometimes just asking makes a difference. Being that person who who just reaches out and shows concern can make a difference. It makes a huge difference. Um, But also like be okay with just because someone was in your life um, socially for – I don't care how long, like 20 years even, right? But you never got to know each other on a deep level. And now you know that their values are not your values. Be okay with letting go. Letting go of that. That's okay. Because Mm -hmm. the second you let go of that and really truly be okay with letting go of that, someone else will walk right into your life. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I kid you not. 
I kid you. Okay. You've said like five things during this conversation that all make me think of different concepts of minimalism. And I mean, (laughs) I know I keep bringing minimalism up. I am not a minimalist. I'm not a minimalist. I do follow a lot of minimalists online and I've read several books and I, one of my goals for this year is to declutter my life in multiple Mm -hmm. ways. Um, but yeah, like being okay with letting go of relationships. That's one of those things that absolutely like if you clear space for the things and the people that, that really should be there. Exactly. If you let go of the people that don't need to be in your life, that you don't need to be in touch with, that you don't need to call all the time, guess what you do? You'll create space to be with the people that you want to be with. Yes. Or you just create space to do things that you haven't done because you're occupying your time being busy doing things that you didn't even want to do. Right. Right. Exactly. Exactly. So now you have time to rest. Yeah. I actually, yeah, I actually, um, even though it's all been devastating and very traumatic and, and I mean, for some people, it's going to be big T traumatic. And for others, it's little T traumatic. And I acknowledge that. It was a rough, it's been a rough 12 months. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. Um, the stopping of everything really made me take a step back and reevaluate what my space was like, meaning my environment what was on my phone, meaning like the apps, how I was spending my time, what I was doing with my time. It really made me reevaluate all of those things. Same here. So it was a huge Same here. Now that you mentioned that I went through last week, I think it was, and I deleted a bunch of apps from my phone. I'm like, why do I even have this? Yeah. Like, why is this taking up space? Why do I have to scroll through all of this crap to get to the app I'm looking for? Exactly. 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 Yeah. So, yeah, I, I, we've kind of taken a little bit of a left turn, (laughs) but I I just want to come back to, you know, the, I think that aside from the trauma and the, the, you know, the big T and the little T trauma, all the grief, the sadness that's come with um, everything that's happening in the world, not just in our little lives but everywhere in the world i mean there's aliens and there's all <laughs> sorts of things happening right now right and it's like it's so much so much coming at us all the time you know if it sped up changes in your relationship i actually think it's going to be for um, the betterment of your life. It's definitely a positive thing. So yeah. What else do we want to say about this? I don't know. I think, I think I'm wrapped up with this. Yeah. Same. I think I'm pretty, (laughs) put a bow on it. Yes. (laughs) I think so too. Um, we want to know though, like from you all, you know, what you thought about our relationship series and, we have some fun and exciting things coming up soon too. So I am so excited for our next series. series. So excited. <laughs> I know I'm super excited for it too. Um, but yeah, so more to come and we, you know, we'll, 
we'll say this over and over again, but we are so grateful to all you listeners. Just let us know what drinks you want us to try out, what topics you want us to cover, because we're listening to all of you. (laughs) Yes, yes, yes. We're excited. I'm excited that people are listening. You know, when we started this project, I was like, ah, one or two people listen. I'm good, you know, because we're, the way that I saw it when I, when I jumped into it, head first. I was like, yes, this is going to be so much fun. Yes. Like, you know, the, and that's all I was thinking about it. I wasn't thinking about people are actually going to listen to us or same, any of that. Same. I was just like, so, this is going to be so much fun. This is like, we're recording our lives with each other and we're letting other people into our conversation. I think, yeah. I think we got a text message from someone in our lives someone special in our lives, a little shout out to you, <laughs> you are. Um, and he said to us, he was just like, it's, it's like, as if I'm sitting at the table, this eavesdropping in on your conversation. <laughs> and that's exactly the vibe mm-hmm. we're going for. So yeah. we're really, really glad that um, you feel that. And we hope that you continue to feel that. Yes. So we hope everybody has a good week. And, um, you know, either let go of some people and be okay with it or reach out to some people who need to hear from you. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it was lovely. Talk soon, everyone. Yes. Bye. Bye. (laughs) Thanks for joining us this week on Boozy Brunch. We're your hosts, Barthi and Haiti. Be sure to check us out on Instagram and join us again next week for another Boozy Brunch. What should we drink next week?